0: Lost in the long box is sponsored by Gateway Comics and Toys. Gateway is located at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com where you can find more information about our store including hours, new releases and specials for the week. Our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys as well so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, January 13th. Uh, We are all um, remote today. I had scheduling conflicts that kept me away from the studio. Um, I am your host, Randall, and I've got all my wonderful co-hosts here. Tommy, please say hello. Hello. Enos, say hello. Hello, good people. Olivia, say hello. Hello. And Madman is working our boards. Hello. Um, So how was everyone's last week?
0: Pretty good,
1: good. Busy, but good. Busy is always good for you, Olivia, because it means you're making the money. Um, and moving. <laughs> and move. So I did want to ask you, how are the future state uh, titles doing?
0: I don't want to say surprisingly well, but that was a very weird speculation on it. Um, we didn't have as many subscribers as we typically do for DC Books actually want to sign up for it. So it's kind of been one of those cases where – I think they're playing it by ear, reading a couple issues at a time. Um, the big, um, I guess, difference with those is that I think a lot of people, once they realize that most of the series are only like two issues, maybe five, I think is the most they've announced so far, um, that people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon more, but it's it's been decent so far. I, a lot of people were probably worried that it was kind of more of like a convergence issue, like... Right. Um, resetting everything in the future and we all know how that went over but it's it's been good
1: well i i can tell you that i was not going to be picking any of them up i was just going to sit out those Mm -hmm. two months but that freebie that dc put out um like about three weeks before it all started which gave you the whole breakdown of what was going on i i just went ahead read it from cover to cover and that made me decide on some of the titles i was going to get um, and it actually talks me – I hate to say it – talks me out of a couple of titles that I really thought I was going to once I read the backstory of who I was actually with. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm not interested. Um, but ironically, I don't know if you read the Future State Harley Quinn number one. Um, reads a lot like the um, the Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn series. Reads mm-hmm. a lot like it. Same type of scenario. Um, I I think Sean Murphy's doing it better though, but you know. Um, so how was everyone else this week? Tommy, Enos, Tommy, I haven't seen you since Christmas.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it was out. We had we had a bug run through the bar household here, uh, right that started right after Christmas. It got it got my wife and then later it got me. And, you know, we were down for the count for a little bit. So
1: I, I I actually got it the weekend of Christmas, like that Christmas, I was getting a scratchy throat and a stuffy nose. I'm thinking, oh, great. Who brought this home?
2: It, it, oh, hit, no. her. it hit her the day after Christmas. I was, on the, I was on the 26th. We were supposed to have some of her family over to, to finish celebrating Christmas. And I had to call, I had to get a hold of everybody and call it off because she was just in, in no shape to have people over. Um, right. So, but yeah, it, it hit her. And then, you know, last week it came for me, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's my problem. If someone brings it home, you n- pretty much know you're doomed. Yeah. So, um, so anyone got any news items? I had I actually got a couple um this week that I thought were interesting.
2: Um, I was looking up something, and it says apparently Miles Morales is going to be getting his own clone saga starting in Miles Morales Spider-Man twenty-five, and it says it's going to oh, oh more God. controversial than Peter Parker's. Why? 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 That statement, I might have why? to why some of this because. I don't know how you're going to be more controversial than Peter Parker's with as big a problem as what that was.
3: That's the real original idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus everyone knows how bad that smelled.
2: Right. Well, here, well here's the thing. If you go back to the very, very original Peter Parker one from the 70s, that wasn't bad.
1: Well, when no. the jackal fell down the smokestack and was supposed to have died, or the clone fell down the smokestack was supposed to have died. Yeah. Down,
2: well, yeah, to have died. When, when he walked away and it was, you know – we didn't know whether it was the real Peter Parker or the clone. That that was good. I like that. I like that one. That was a good one. But you know, and to be honest with you, I read little to nothing of the '90s one because I was kind of in a phase where I really wasn't buying a lot. Of oh, consoles. it was horrid. But I, I hear that was mm-hmm. terrible.
1: Uh, and yeah. It, and uh, f- and no. from what I
2: have read on it, like from Wikipedia and stuff, it just seems
1: like that thing. Well. Was you know what that was? That was their first attempt to get rid of the married Peter Parker because Ben Riley takes over as Spider Man, and the Peter Parker that we would known for the last twenty years and Mary Jane leave. Yeah. So that was their attempt to free him up and make him single again. And all the readers went, "What the hell? We don't so, want a single Peter Parker anymore." Right?
3: I want to know another storyline that
2: got, got messed up. We want our Peter Parker married to Mary Jane.
3: Yeah, and you know when they messed? You know another time when they messed up Spider Man was when they had Norman I take their child. That was stupid.
1: Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Well, we'll we can always talk about that later. Um, so I actually read a couple of news items um, that kind of piqued my interest. So the Zack Snyder Justice League cut hasn't even dropped yet, and already the media machine hype blitz is just going kachug chug ka-chug. I don't know if you saw this, but now they're saying we may get a DVD Blu-ray release of it. There you go.
0: Okay, hey, cool. Um,
1: And I was, I was already like, "Yes, please. You know, take me. What's the, what's the meme? Take my money, please. HBO Max. So I'll, I'll
2: see it when it hits HBO Max.
1: Yes. So, um, and uh, because you know, what is it? They gave him like another ten million dollars to finish the movie and and make the scenes that he didn't get to. Um, Then I heard that it was probably going to get a theater release, as same as HBO Max, because. WW84 is actually, ironically, doing really well with that. And then it was just like, now we're probably going to give you a Blu-ray release. And I'm sure everybody's like, yes, just give me that already. Um, mm-hmm. So um, don't know. if Again, there's so much rumor coming out about that. Who knows what we're going to actually get, right? Um, yeah. But I, I would like to see it. The other one, Tommy, this will make you happy. Supposedly, um, during the Super Bowl, we're supposed to get the teaser for Venom 2. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, uh, something about carnage. I can't remember the subtitle now. I don't remember.
3: Maximum carnage. Maximum carnage. No, it's not. That's not it. No, I am just saying because that's what they always do. they maximum carnage. But yeah,
1: Venom was of course that movie that we all went in there expecting to hate and came out going, I, I don't know what's wrong here, but I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah, I'll have to watch it again. I, I watched it one time, and I, it was one of those, you're watching it, you're sort of paying attention, and I feel like it's one of those movies that you have to really pay attention to it to enjoy. Uh,
1: I will admit that there were some times, like if you went to the bathroom, you came back, you'd be like, okay, where are they at? I'm lost. How would we get them yeah. from here? Oh, um, it's one of those. Yeah. Damn. But, well, here's, here's the thing that I will admit that I liked. They changed the origin of where the symbiote came from, and it worked. It totally worked.
3: Yes.
1: So um, anyone read anything else you want to talk about before we start getting into our topic?
3: I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but there's been a lot of scuttlebutt going on with this. Um, not only the spinoff for the Batman, but now there is talk of an actual Batman series on HBO Max. Oh, I haven't heard this. Awesome. So, oh, yeah, and, and I was looking at and looking because um, someone posted something on the Batman page last night, and um, one of my admins, Brandon, was like, the Batman series, what? And I was like, this just came completely out of the blue. And, like, they're not really saying a whole lot, but, but you know, I really didn't. This was a little bit more reputable because everything else I've been seeing has been coming from. We've got this covered. dot com, and I and, and I trust them. Oh, about yeah, don't as, use them. Yeah, I, I about trust them as much as someone telling me all of my hair is going to grow back, and we all know the answer to that. <laughs> but but um, but um, another thing is there's this another bunch of scuttlebutt going around saying that Michael Keaton is going to be the Batman for the DC um in the, the cinematic universe, and like Affleck's going to be out after. Um, the Flash. He's still going to be in the Flash. You're still going to be back for just for the Justice League. It's not a cut, but they said after the Flash, that's going to be it. And I'm like, okay, Batman Beyond. I can see, but staying as Batman throughout all these films, I mean, I can't see Keaton doing that.
2: I would love to see Keaton play Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie.
3: I I, I, I think everybody
1: wants to see that.
2: I mean, I, yeah.
1: I'm pretty certain that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a Batman Beyond. Um, I,
2: I think that Robert Pattinson would probably be better
3: as Terry McGinnis than what he would as. Bruce Terry Bruce McGinnis, yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because if you look at the, it, it's just something about him that, uh, I'm sorry. Just, I, or even with as lame as Batman Robin was, I always got hyped for the Batman film. But it's just something about this movie that I'm just like, eh. and, and I and I'm sorry. Um, he's I got to see more of Robert Pattinson, um, than than I am because like I'm he's I just I'm just not feeling it.
1: So you know the big problem with that movie, without actually having seen one shred of footage, when you look at the costume for it, it looks. More like Owlman from Watchmen than Batman. Yeah. So don't oh don't be doing that. Hey, y'all remember that Zoom call where Enos fell asleep on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm good.
3: I'm good tonight. Um I've got another bit of news. Um Julie Strain has passed away.
1: I didn't hear this.
3: Yes, I got something on my news feed the other day. Um 58 years old, she was married to one half of the team that created Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Peter Eastman. Um, apparently they said she was in the early stages of dementia. Then it was withended, and looked like it was going to be something like with that Tanya Roberts deal. She's dead. She's not. But they said, uh, yeah, yeah, they confirmed that she um passed away. I was trying to get a little bit more on um exactly what cause of her passing was. According but, to IMDb, it was dementia. It was, yeah, was, it was the early stages of dementia. Crazy because she was only 58. Right. Huh. And, 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 and that was like, and when, and when I read it, I was like, wow, and like this lady, this lady was drop dead gorgeous and she took care of herself. But it's boy, I'm sorry. Do
1: you remember I was in late 80s, early 90s, she tried her hand at a comic book series starring her as a character? What was that? Because I had a signed issue of number one.
3: Oh, man, I know what you're talking about, too. It, it, it came out 95. It didn't do very well, but she, she, no. had, she,
1: she took a stab at trying to get her own comic book series going.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so we lost Sheena, and we lost her. Uh, yeah. and, all right, so 2021 is off to a great start. Man. Love that. I've got to find that DeLorean and, and hop back. Um, hey, Olivia, you got anything?
0: Not so much news, but WandaVision. There's a lot of hype around that. Oh, that comes yeah.
1: out yeah, not
0: yeah. tomorrow, but Friday, right? Friday. So say, I'm yes. excited to watch that.
1: I, I saw the trailer. I'm excited for it also. Um, I don't have Disney Plus. I'm going to figure out how that's going to work. <laughs> um, now, it is kind of uh, loosely based or inspired by Tom King's series, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're saying. kind of way to get him in somehow. Thank you. There you go. Tom King mentioned. You haven't read that though, have you?
2: <laughs> I have not. of M or- In all yeah. seriousness, with with you know, not, no.
1: not but I've heard it's great. I've
2: heard it's great, but I have not read it.
1: No, it's actually I think Vision miniseries. It was twelve issues, um, in the same type of setting. Uh, him and um, well, it's not even it's not even Wanda Maximoff in it, but it's Vision having his little um, nuclear family in suburbia, uh, but they're all robots. But the difference is, everybody knows that they're robots, and then. I, I won't. It's really good. She's fine. You've probably got it in the store. Pick up a copy tomorrow. I'm
3: sure. division looks more to me, Jay. Uh, Randy, remember when we was in high school and they had that 12-issue uh, Vision oh, yeah. Star Wars mini-series?
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it is.
3: Yeah, That's, that's w- what it looks like. So I said, okay, I'm down for it. Do, do you have a Horizon? <clears throat> no. Okay, because I have not That's how I got Disney Plus. No, I don't have Verizon. I, I, had, limited plan.
1: I had those other guys with the three initials. Um, so ha, ha, ha. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Uh so last week, Tommy, you weren't here. Um mm-hmm. we did our um Retrospective on Wonder Woman, uh, we had a fantastic guest on, my friend Margie, who is a uh, a fantastic cosplayer, and one of her um, huge strengths is her Wonder Woman cosplay, so she was on as a guest and she spoke, but um, she also did a poster recreation of the cover of Identity Crisis 4, mm-hmm. um, which she showed on the, on the show last week, but we had a trivia question, And I decided, I said, if you can give me the trivia question via email by midnight of the 29th, we're going to give away a free copy of that poster. And we have a winner already. In fact, we had the winner the very next day. Nice. Good to hear. So, congratulations, Tom M. Um, You have won the um, Wonder Woman poster. The trivia question was, and we'll go ahead and just spoil it now because I haven't seen any emails on it yet because people have probably figured out that it's too late. The question was um, Wonder Woman's chest plate. Um, when did it change from the iconic Gold Eagle to the stacked W's? Enos,
3: Let's see
1: if Enos didn't know.
2: Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, but I'd, I'd say it was probably, I'd, if I had to guess, I'd I say I'd in the
1: 70s.
3: What? You were way I too early. Say, yeah, because I was like, um, I know it was after <coughs> the crisis.
1: So the only reason I know this, um, and actually I think it's before the crisis. The only reason I know this is because I had the issue where it happened. Um, It was another one of those 16-page inserts in DC Comic Presents number 41. And then that same month it was in Wonder Woman 288. Um, What I didn't know going back and look at it was Roy Thomas and Gene Kalam did the, the story and the art for it.
2: It surprised me that Roy Thomas was involved. I think he was involved in just about everything. Wow. In the, in yeah. The time
1: but yeah, so and so Tom oh. M. knew the answer. DC Comics Presents number 41. Um, go, I, actually, I actually tried to find it at Gateway uh, last week, and it didn't have either that or Wonder Woman 288. Bad Olivia. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking on you. Uh, but I will probably also look at getting him a copy of Identity Crisis 4 to go with it. So that he doesn't just have this poster of Wonder Woman on his wall and his friends go, why do you have
3: this?
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, I mean, that's how mine's set up. I have Wonder Woman uh, Identity Crisis 4 right beside Margie's signed poster. So it makes a nice display, too. I don't Um, question things, you know, if you want to put a poster of it up. So congratulations, Tom. All right. This week, we are now actually going to talk about the movie Wonder Woman 84. There you Um, go. Now, now I have a question: Is the actual movie Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, or is it WW eighty four? What's supposed to be the actual title of this movie? I think it's Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Because have you noticed yeah. you don't actually see you don't actually see Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four on any of the material? It's all WW eighty four. Yep. I believe it's Wonder Woman 1984.
2: I'd have to go. I'd have to go boot up HBO Max and look.
1: But. And I was going to say, I think even when you watch the movie, the credits are WW84. Yeah,
0: I have to. Well, well all the uh, the future state books that they're doing, each one of them has a Wonder Woman 84 cover, and it's it's just branded as WW84. Right. So unless it's like the full theatrical title is Wonder Woman 1984, I think probably it's <laughs> WW84.
1: Which, by the way, I was just in your store. Um, carry this show for like five seconds. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Randy's getting up to
2: do something we don't know, but apparently it's pretty important. Uh, here he comes. He's running back, running back. Come on.
0: There we go. The Future this- State covers for Wonder Woman's release are really cool. They did like an art germ. It's a cool mix of like the realistic photos from the movie and some headshots of Wonder Woman and everything, but it also has um, like an art germ cover. And um, Jim Lee and Scott Williams did a cover of her, oh, that's too. Cool.
1: Well, I picked up the Future State Dark Detective number one, mm-hmm. um, which is, I was getting it anyway, but I got the Wonder Woman, a, the WW84 cover.
0: Yeah, that's the Art Germ one, I believe.
1: But this is a fantastic cover. Also, the WW84 Flash, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Future State Flash was really good, too. So, and I, and I think them doing these covers are selling a lot of the books that people probably weren't going to pick up originally. Yeah. Well,
2: because there's a lot of people out there that pick up books solely because of the cover. So, you know. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. And I I'd say there's a lot more people who typically don't buy like multiple copies of the covers. They just usually get cover A or just get the card stock. Well, now they're picking up the third option just to have that. So that's right. kind of an interesting trend in it too.
1: Right. Well, and I've I over the last year had done more of the buy in two copies, buying mm-hmm. the regular one and buying the special cover just because oh, that's a nice cover. You know. Yeah, um, I got really bad with the uh, Supergirl series and all the Derek Chew covers and the and the Art Germ covers. Oh my god, those were beautiful! And it's like there was a lot of great covers in that series. That was a good yeah. series, though. Yes,
2: anything
0: Art Germ is just so great. They published some of the like the big art books with all I the saw covers it. that I, you I can was get really, t-
1: really tempted to get that. Yes, I want. There's to get actually,
0: I think they're about to publish his third one, but there's there's two of them already
3: on the wall. I'm gonna and get my hands on that Francesco mattina one with the the, um, the Batman artist oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah when one of the guys tried to talk me into buying it I was, uh-uh, I, got, uh, I got Christmas gifts, <laughs> but, uh-uh.
1: So WW eighty four um I'm assuming everyone here has seen it. Yes yep.
0: mm-hmm. okay. multiple times.
1: Except from except from maybe Mad Men. I don't think Mad Men has. Um, by the way, uh, listeners, if you haven't seen WWE before, we're going to spoil it. So you might want to disconnect and come back later and listen to it. Um, so first, of all, let's get to the actual story. Um, takes place in 1984, obviously. Um, Diana Prince is now working um, as uh, some type of what is her field of expertise? She works with a historical show?
0: preservationist in... Um, yeah. Yeah, she works at the the National History Museum of the Smithsonian. But I think she said she worked as like a preservationist.
1: Right. Or and historical
0: then, artifacts.
1: Right. Uh, but then she, uh, we also meet Barbara Minerva. And the only the only problem I have with Barbara Minerva's character was they, they went to stereotypical ignored nerd. Because she has that scene where she drops all her papers in the hallway and everybody ignores her and walks on by.
2: I want to mm-hmm. say about her too, Kristen Wiig. I had my my uh, my doubts when they when they when I found out that she was being cast as in this role because I've only seen her in comedies and to me she was always kind of hit or miss. But so right. I was like, I don't know if she's going to be able to pull this off.
1: I was wrong. I was
3: wrong. Yeah, she nailed it. I, she great. I thought she. I nailed agree. It.
1: She was absolutely fantastic in it. Um, I also did l- like the scene when um, her and Diana go to lunch because this artifact shows up. Um, and, it, and it's kind of funny because Diana knows what the artifact is almost immediately when she looks at it. She's because the inscription on the stone or like the metal, she's like, that's like, you know, ancient, um, what was it, Grecian? And she's like, how is that here? Um, but you almost got this feeling that Barbara wasn't as good of um, an expert as she claimed to be in the movie um but i don't know if you all picked up and I'm, there's nothing wrong with this' so I'm not condemning did you pick up the um the um homosexual tones or the lesbian tones when they were at lunch and them talking about not having any relationships that worked i did not I did not pick up on, on that there there's oh. almost there's almost a little bit of a of a mutual Attraction, admiration going on yeah. I, I totally I, I didn't miss. see that now, you know, I'm not yeah. saying it wasn't
2: there, but I personally did not see
1: it well, um anyhow, maybe maybe it was just yeah, me. And it, oh and, and it and it could just be because of the whole thing that I've been reading about um them admitting that you know when everyone's by, um deal with it type of thing yeah. um so. Who, what, are we, what else do you want to talk about on the story before we start breaking down the movie itself and the characters and the obvious f- flaws in it? Um, you know, I mean, to be
2: honest with you, I thought it was
1: a decent movie. I
2: mean, it, it was, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time, but the, the wife and I went for date night out to, uh, out to the theater to see it instead of just say, say on Christmas night, instead of just staying home. And you know, it was, it was a good time.
1: I actually saw it the next day. Yeah. Um, so Part of, so the story is we have this crystal, and who is it that actually figures this out? Is it Minerva or Diana figures out that it's basically a wishing stone? Um, actually, I think Minerva is the one who translates it, right? And then realizes that, you know, what it is is a wishing stone, and she makes us wish to be like Diana, not realizing that yeah. being like Diana means give me the strength, give me the beauty, give me the intelligence, and, and start you – know, she doesn't realize she's going to start getting powers out of it, basically. Right.
2: Um, Well,
0: Barbara does all the research and figures out kind of where its origins are and tracks, like, how it's traveled through these different societies. And then they basically come across this, like, Mayan shaman who has literature from his family or from his ancestors and everything. So it's kind of collectively, like, Barbara figured out how to get the information. And then Diana's like, oh, my God, it's this. It's the um, Duke of Deception, I think, is what they started to refer to him as. Um, yeah.
1: Right. Well, because it, it's funny, there's I love how there's dual investigations going on. It's because Barbara Minerva has figured out what it is and what it does. Diana has figured out it's bad juju and every civilization that's come in contact with has fallen. Right. Mm-hmm. destroyed every civilization. <clears throat> um, so and that's actually going to bring me to a point later on that we're going to get to. Um, and I have to credit my friend Robert C. Him and I had a conversation about this. Um, and he said something, and a little light bulb went off, and went, "Oh, damn, you're right." So we'll we'll get there. Um, so, I like the storyline itself. The actual Diana um, and Cheetah. I really love the beginning of it when we see her doing her superhero business stuff uh, out in the city and around in the mall, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that you can tell that she's doing it. Uh, kind of clandestine. She's trying to stay out of the limelight. Even when the little girl looks at her, she does that whole, you know, shh, you know, you don't see me type of thing. Um, so that was really good. I, I did like that. Um, I liked the, the, the 19,
2: uh, 1980s mall too. I remember, and, I, I thought that was really great. And I remember making a comment to my wife at some point, says, they need to have, make sure they have a Walden books. And then there
1: was a Walden book. <laughs> well, you
2: know so what I'm so wondering. actually that
0: mall, um, in case y'all didn't know, like um, I have family that lives up in the DC area, so I've gone there back and forth. But it was filmed at Landmark Mall in Alexandria. So when I was running up to see my family, which feels like so long ago, it was like two years ago when they were filming. They were filming Wonder Woman there and had that entire street and everything marked off.
1: It's, but, I'm glad you said it because I was watching it, going, "I know this mall. I know I know this mall."
0: Yep.
2: Well, they show shots of the uh, of the of the metro that we've been on any number of times too. So, mm-hmm.
1: oh, oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, the the whole Shazam incident
1: on the metro. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, but I, I have to tell the story really quickly. So remember in Shazam, Billy Batson is on the the metro, and all of a sudden the power goes out and the train stops and the doors open up, and you know that's when he. Goes to meet the Wizard Shazam, right? Tommy and I, I think we we're going to a convention, we we're going to AwesomeCon or something. And as we're sitting there in the train station, we had a power fluctuation. And for a moment, the train stopped and the lights went out. And me and Tommy are both like, I know what this is. <laughs> like, give me, yeah. a st- give me this staff, I'm, I'm ready. It's not a hard sell, give it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Yes, but I actually wondering what what mall was it? I also really like when it goes to the museum and she's, it's the Museum of Natural, of uh, Modern Art. And she's telling him it's all art. Everything here is art. And he's looking at the trash can and she's like, that's just a trash can. He's like, right, right, just a trash can. So Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I I was done actually. Go ahead. This is is after,
2: of course, Steve Trevor has come back to life in the body of the other person. Um, I have to say this about it think this movie needed steve trevor at all it did not i think you make i think if if you left him completely out just left him dead didn't bring him back at all you have the same movie
0: i would argue though would it be the same effect so like if diana wasn't personally invested in the fact that this this crystal existed and gave her the one thing she always wanted would that be the same movie would she just be like tracking this down as like a detective story or but you have her whole like moral you know um moral divisiveness and everything throughout the storyline as she's trying to struggle with i'm losing my powers do i give up the one thing i've always wanted or do i continue to be the person i'm supposed to be and save humanity
1: and and that's a very good point because if she doesn't get steve back she never starts losing her powers um, she may not get to either Barbara or Lord in time to stop it, um, because mm-hmm. she she won't be aware of what's going right. on. And I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure you all caught it when we're watching the movie. And she goes um, to um, Lord's uh, or Maxwell Lord's uh, office, and they're going go to the back door. And she goes to grab the lock, and she can't break it at first. I knew yeah. immediately right there she's losing her powers
2: mm-hmm.
1: because normally oh. she should have just ripped it right off.
2: Well, see, and I think, too, if you're going to go that route, that bringing him back causes her to lose her powers, she should have lost her powers. It shouldn't have been like a gradual thing. It should have just been their call.
1: Well, it, it's, it's always a thing of, of, you know, when you get what you want, what do you have to give up for it? Um, but, yes, so that's how Steve Trevor comes back. Diana also makes a wish on the stone. I don't so much mind that she made a wish to bring back Steve. What I can't stand was how they brought him back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the whole possession taking over another body thing. I think I would have been much happier if he have just woken up in this era going, the last thing I remember, you know, was the battlefield. Well, how did I get here?
0: Yeah, wait, would do like a
2: terminator thing, have him you know just, you know wake up, you know buck naked in an alley.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could always have that to God's her Diana's plea and pluck him out at the moment of death and deposit him where she was instead
0: right. of the that
3: home. would have been more feasible. Right. right. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: there's I, I, I been I a lot been. of controversy around the fact that he was in some other person's body and all that and won't we'll get too much into that, but the only thing I heard from or like read at all was Patty Jenkins made a statement about how she wanted to make an impression with not just his character, but the person who he was going to leave behind, too. And it was kind of an homage to the Steve um, Trevor from the Linda Carter TV series that the right. actor looked exactly like the other like one. Like
3: Lyle Wagner. I picked oh, up on right. that, too.
2: I didn't think about that, but yeah, I can see the resemblance now.
3: Yeah, and, and, and I was kind of hoping that he would be the guy that would be the one... That she would start something up with because, I mean, Steve was dead. I'm, I'm, I'm with Tommy on this one. This movie did not need Steve Trevor. But at the same time, I, got to, I see Olivia's point in regard to the fact that, okay, in order to make this thing work, we have to see what happens to Wonder Woman when she finally gets her true heart's desire. And then what mm-hmm. are the consequences of that? That made, a, made for a good story.
0: But well, it was almost like a, a what if. Like, yeah. what if Wonder Woman stopped caring about humanity and, like, finally just put her own interests first?
2: Right. Right. And, and speaking of Steve, you, you got to admit, the whole 80s clothing montage thing was... That was well done, yes. I love it. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. You, you got, you know, since of the movie set in the 80s, you got to have the 80s clothing change montage. It's, it's oh, yeah. required. You know, you have to have it. And that was great.
1: Um,
0: well, that's part of what I love so much, too, about the movie. Like, all the nostalgia behind it. Like, I this is getting into, like, my opinions on the movie and stuff. But, you know, I, I walked in thinking that like it was going to be a movie like wonder woman or justice league, how they were essentially like war stories. It wasn't, it was a really fun pop culture centric 80s story. Right.
2: Now I, I Justice to the eighties. I really do.
1: I really wanted to see, um, the, the cell phone that was still in the bag with the crank handle.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Those existed. Um,
2: I
0: never owned one.
1: <laughs> um, so that well, was before my time, so it was probably before your time, so there's there that you know. <laughs> so the bar- the Barbara Minerva character um steals that movie, steals the entire movie, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, she was the best part of it I, I was like i said like I said, going into it when I heard who they picked i was I was leery, but Kristen Wiig nailed it. she was great
1: well it's i I really love the the scene when you can see the subtle change happening. And she's sitting on that bench in the, in the room talking to all the rest of the crew, and they're all laughing and flirting with her. Um, and I'm like, huh, okay, it's working. So what is she giving up for it? Um, and I was really hard-pressed to find out what was she giving up. Because if she's getting everything she wants, you, you have to pay the price for your wish. What was it?
2: I think and, you know to me it was it was her her personality because you know as, yeah. as things as as things went on she became a lot colder and a lot more distant and you know yes, she did. She, Yeah it you know she was not you know the, the first person the wallflower you know Barbara Minerva was was a sweetheart she was you know She was overlooked, but she was a nice person. She was a good person. And then, you know, as time went on, you know, like she, you know, she gave to that homeless guy, gave food to that homeless guy and everything. And then, you know, as time went on, she kind of became attitude wise unrecognizable. So I I, think
0: that's
1: that's what she was giving up. Yep. I, I. You know what? That's it. She's given up what actually made her Barbara.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, Diana even made a comment after their first big fight where she had slowly, she hadn't fully become Cheetah yet, but she had gained the first wish she made was to be like Diana. So she got essentially like the same powers and everything, just not the lasso of truth, et cetera. But Diana made the comment, like what happened to your worth? What happened to your humanity? Is this what you've given up?
1: Oh, yep. So that was it. I actually need to go see this again. So I watched
0: it like three times.
1: <laughs> let's talk about the obvious glaring problems. Okay. I personally am sick of the whole wish grantor storyline yeah um i get that the stone had power but the whole i wish to be the wish bringer and then he gets all the powers and he gets everybody here's my problem with it and tommy i know agrees with me because we were talking about this um remember in the comics the way wonder woman takes care of this ultimate power of max florida is he is infamous head snap okay um and this was set up to go the same route. Yeah, he's, I was fully
2: expecting it. I was fully expecting he's it. He's
1: on camera. The entire world is watching him. She can't reach him. Uh, and you know, she can only stop him by either having him renounce his wish or kill him. And he's already told her he's not going to renounce his wish. Right. And and I, the the lasso sort of
2: truth was around him and everything. I mean, it, it was perfectly set up for it.
1: And I was expecting to, for her to break his neck. So did. let's go this route. Who thinks they were going to do that, and they changed it?
3: I think they were going to do it. I don't. To be
2: honest with you, no, I don't. I think they were setting it. I I don't think they were. I don't think there was ever any intention of it. Don't ask me why. I don't have anything to go on by it, but I don't think there was ever any intention of it.
0: Well, as someone who's not as familiar with that the original story, because I I just haven't read it honestly. Did he have a son in that storyline? Because that was really like the whole, you know, light bulb moment for him, ever
1: having a child. No, he doesn't okay. have children in that story. Right.
2: So that
0: was his quick fix right. then, was like throw in his compassion for his See, son and then.
2: I would, I would have played, to me, the way this movie should have ended is the son should not have been in there. Max Lord should have just been the bad guy and she should have snapped his neck. But. Yeah. He, yeah.
1: But here's the thing. You know why they don't do it. <clears throat> why they don't do it. How did Kal-El solve Man of Steel and Zod?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he brought it. Yep.
1: Yep um yeah look at batman versus superman look how dark that is um one of the huge complaints um, about the dc um universe movies is that they're too dark they're too grisly so as a result of that we get i don't want to say cheated but they they sidestep the ending that we should have gotten i think there would be a lot more respect. By the comic industry, if you had gone with the original ending and show her feeling so much pain and remorse over it, Um, even though in a comic she she doesn't go that route because she has a whole conversation with Batman where she goes, "This is a war, you know, warriors die," type of thing. Right. Um, I also I also not a big fan of the way she does her pleading to the world because could just be me, but I felt it was a little too fourth wall breaking. I'm preaching to the actual society.
0: Well, okay. So this is where I changed my opinions drastically and I rewatched the movie. So I walked into it, like we just talked about, like, I thought it was going to be a very gritty, dark war story, like Justice League and the first Wonder Woman and everything. Cause those were, they were fantastic. Well, Justice League, eh. but Wonder Woman was <laughs> a fantastic movie. But it was very still. It was it was a story about the World War and, you know, Steve died originally in a huge heroic sacrifice and everything. So this is a far cry. It was jokes. It was bubbly 1980s nostalgia and everything. But somebody, and I, I really tried to go back and find out who it was because I saw it on Twitter. It was um, one of the actors in Lucifer on Netflix said, this is a movie not like Justice League and everything. Too many people are expecting it to be like this. This is a classic Christopher Reed Superman movie. When you walk in, Ooh. you watch it, it's bubbly. There's a message about truth and humanity and love and light. And it kind of goes back to that homage of like what superhero movies used to be.
2: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but I can I can see that. I can see it being, you
1: know, like you said, an homage to Superman. Mm-hmm. And, and and just hearing that now gives me a different appreciation for the movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
1: because I, yeah I can completely see that she, she is she's channeling Chris Reeves Superman. Um yep. because was the go, thing that me, Superman that's... always yeah right. Um who loves that fight scene when we finally see full blown cheetah with Wonder Woman and that armor she's wearing
0: it was, was the, the armor I like the... was it for it me.
3: It wasn't long enough. Oh yeah, it needed to be long. I loved it, but it yeah. wasn't long enough. Yeah, I, I,
2: thought, I did. I it was good.
3: I
1: I did love when she shows up and and Diana's just like Barbara. What did you do? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm got, I got something I want to ask you guys, um, but I want to get some more thoughts on your on the movie and and other thoughts before I I go here. Okay. So. Before before I bring it up, tell me other thoughts or feelings you have on the movie.
2: So so yeah, I mean, like I said, Kristen Wigg was great. I as I liked the movie, I enjoyed it, but hate I did not like the ending. I will go I will go full bore right there. That is not the way it should have ended. There is no way it it the ending was wrong. Just it was
0: there are two big things that we haven't talked about either. It was the invisible jet scene.
2: Yes. And her
0: learning how to fly on her own. Right. I like And those made I the would movie. Want to bring that <laughs> up. I
2: like the invisible jet. I'm I'm going to go on record. I, that my wife hated the invisible jet. <laughs> I like the invisible jet. I was like, yes, we have the invisible. Well, jet. I don't necessarily know if I necessarily like the way they went about making it invisible because, you know, and everything. Nah, 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 nah. Well, but I like the fact that the invisible jet was in this movie. That was the of invisible all the jet.
0: Things go, no, go ahead, again. Olivia. I was just the invisible... gonna say, all the ways they could have done it because it was so cheesy and the like the Linda Carter because I started rewatching the Linda Carter series as soon as I watched this movie. Mm. Um, it was like the cheesy bullets and bracelets and all that, but they're like here's this <laughs> mysterious invisible jet that we have on Paradise Island. No, in the context of everything that happens in the DC like extended universe, it did make sense. Was it just like very oddly convenient that she spent like she could figure out how to turn this plane invisible after she only ever tried it with coffee mug and stuff. Yeah, sure. But.
1: Well, that's worse. what, that's we, what was great about it. And Is she, got it. it. She outright tells us at the beginning of it, Oh, it's a trick I knew, you know, we should do as a kid. I've only done this once. So we know it's cheesy. They're giving us a great eighties cheesy excuse for it. Um, yes. I even love when she says she turned a coffee mug invisible and doesn't know where it went. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that, that? Now that line was well, great. That line was great. Yeah, I mean, um and so she, you see her doing it, she's like, Oh, I think I can do this, and then it disappears. You think, okay, this is this is awesome. It's, it's tongue in cheek, it's it's cheesy, it's a it's actually a grown moment, but they play it really well.
2: Yes, I I felt too. I thought it was I thought it was handled well, and I love the fact that the invisible jet made an
3: appearance. Yeah. Well, that was one that and was before Olivia spoke up. That's what I was going to bring up. Because one of the things that I liked about this movie that enabled that really held my attention is the fact that finally DC has learned to stop making movies where their main character takes a backseat to their villain. Well, because to me that was the biggest mistake that they made with the with the uh, first round of Batman films from eighty nine to ninety seven was that. They, they put more of the focus on the villains instead of who the movie was about. And I love the fact that they developed these characters. You've got the background, the uh, backstory of Mac Lord. you got the, um, we saw the development of Barbara Minerva. And yes, I am with you, Randy. Kristen Wiig stole the show. She could have, it could have been just her taking on Diana. I would have been satisfied. <laughs> However, what I loved about it was, and Olivia brought it up, is the fact that they gave us things. They showed us how more of Diana's evolution into Wonder Woman, but the things that we love about Wonder Woman, her ability to fly, she's how she learned to fly, and, how, and, and her turning the F-16 into the invisible jet.
1: And I love, too, um, because the way she learns to fly, obviously, she uses the lasso to to grab the lightning, and then she learns to soar on the currents um, from that. Right. But I love the fact that she didn't just pull out the lasso, throw it, and hit this lightning. They established ahead of time that she can use the rope that way in the little contest on Temasera. Right. they show that that's not just something she randomly does. She's practiced that all her life um I also really love the fight scene in the desert with the convoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, I thought that was a very good. I, I, I'm kind of like, oh, why is she not in costume? But it was good. Because um, mm-hmm. remember, she's in a costume in the truck, and then she tells Steve, you know, hang on, I got this type of deal. All right, so got 15 minutes. I want to see. We're going to have a little frank discussion here and see who's caught this. How do we end the movie? How do we fix it by Maxwell Lord renouncing his wish, right? That's how it, that's how the and, he, is. and the wish was that he wanted to be the wish stone. So when he renounces it to, to see his little boy, the stone goes back to its original metal plate where it originated from. Do we all agree on that? It should. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Cause that's, cause that's what it was. So, Let's see who's actually – because, I, again, I have to give credit to my friend Robert for this one. I'm going to ask a simple question, see which one of you gets it right. Does Barbara still have her powers? Yes. Yes and no.
2: I don't think that she has the, the second wish because, remember, she, she became Cheetah as a result of a second wish to become an apex predator. I would say that one would disappear, but the original one would stay in force because she made that wish prior to Max making wish to become the wish stone.
0: This is getting into theory mode a little bit, but I think her fully transforming into Cheetah, (laughs) her fully transforming into Cheetah, if you kind of notice at the end, everybody's wishes are getting worse and worse and worse. So essentially it's the dream stone as it gains its power or whatever, and more people are um, putting their energy into their wishes, all the wishes are becoming more and more corrupt. It's not just harmless, like, oh, I have super strength and stuff now. It's people joking that they wish people to be dead and then falling dead on the right. floor and stuff like that. So I would probably argue that I think Chita does still have some sort of her powers. She Her initial wish was to be like Dan, or her second wish was to be like cheetah normally people only get one wish but maxwell lord himself traded something in whatever aspect to give her another wish so she probably doesn't have the full ability to be cheetah again with all the fur and everything like that but i think she does have some sort of predatory um personality type with her still
3: those two got it right going to see (laughs) go ahead because I have a feeling that we are going to see a throwback to the Golden Age cheetah because if you recall, the Golden Age cheetah had no power. She was just a lady in a cheetah costume. Right. So there you go. So I'm thinking that... Oh, no, but I think we're, we got to remember, Wonder Woman, all of her movies are about evolution. It's all about how you evolve from one aspect to another. In the first movie, she went, it was a period piece. And we had already seen her evolve already. It just took us back to show us where she started from. I have a feeling that when, if, um, being that there is going to be a third one, and I think Patty Jenkins deliberately held out on us on this one because she said the third one's going to be her last one. And I think um, the next Wonder Woman movie is going to kick some maximum. But, well, and, and we're going to see, we're going to get everything that we're looking for. And I know, and I feel that we're going to see Barbara Minerva become the cheetah that we love. And she's going to evolve to that point.
1: And that's, and, and, and Tommy and Olivia both got it, both nailed it. Maxwell Lord renounced his wish, which renounced all the wishes that he granted. He didn't grant Barbara her initial wish, the stone did she oh, never renounced her wish yep. um so the only power she lost was the apex predators the other ones that she had gained um the strength and the allure and the speed and all that that is should still be with her she didn't lose she still it still has it um now by way of comparison that also means she's still you know become a little bit of a, <clears throat> a bitch um because you <laughs> know that's what <laughs> was hap- that's what was happening no, that's what But I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, Because remember, she wished to be like Diana. Does that also mean she now has some immortality as well? I would imagine, yes. So if 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 we jump ahead 20, 30 years, is she now still just as young as Diana? The wish is, I want to be like Diana. How much of Diana do you want to be like?
2: I would say she is going to be the same age in 30 years as she is now because, you know, she got Diana's powers, which – and that's part of her, of Diana's powers. Right.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely – and I think you're right, Enos. I think Patty Jenkins literally left Cheetah open for Barbara Minerva, and you – and notice you don't actually see what happens to Barbara at the end of that. No, you don't. So we don't know what happened to her.
0: Well, and then but, we also need to consider as an audience too, like Barbara's entire job and career path and everything is finding rare mythical objects to study. So who's to say she's not gonna become obsessive about finding that power again right. and track down another like God embedded item or some sort of like mythical thing that can help her get to that point again? So maybe okay. it's gonna be the return of cheetah.
1: Right.
3: We That's can definitely a very good point, Olivia, because if you recall <laughs> Um, the current cheetah wound up becoming in her form um, um wound up in her current form as a result of being injured and or I can't remember if it was an injury or somehow she came across this talisman and she wound up becoming this woman this this um half human half cheetah and became more feral. So that's not too far fetched for her. To like being looking for looking for something, and she may come across that palament that'll bring that aspect of her powers back.
1: Well, you just there simply open. You simply open Wonder Woman three, showing Barbara over the last twenty years doing research into predator animals, doing research into the cat gods, um, like Bast of Egypt and the others, and you show her finding the power to return to that form. Right. Um,
0: well, and I so, i don't know if anybody else caught this, but like um, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins also confirmed that they're done. They said we're done with the past. We're moving on from that. So whatever's going to happen in Wonder Woman 3, it's either going to be simultaneously almost with Justice League and what's going on with Man of Steel and all that, or set further in the future, maybe after whatever happens in Justice League. Right.
3: Well,
1: now, remember, too. Go ahead, Tommy.
2: I'd say set three after Justice
3: League, yeah. Yeah. yeah Justice League
2: come to a resolution and everything, so set set it, set it set it after the events of Justice League, and, well,
3: and that would be perfect because that'll be right on the tail end of the Snyder Cut. We've all have seen the Snyder Cut by then, and then we'll see. And um, from that point, um, is an Aquaman supposed to be the sequel to Aquaman supposed to be out by that time too?
1: Right. And I think we may have the Flashpoint movie, but keep in mind um, two other things that are are going down Um, after the Snyder Cut at Justice League. If it does really well and where everybody's anticipating it to do well, Warner Brothers may greenlight the other two movies, because remember, Justice League is supposed to be a trilogy or was supposed to have been a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, um, and you you really, really need to take this into strong consideration. Henry Cavill pitched something to Warner Brothers that they liked enough that they gave him another three-picture deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he so, did. if you're Patty, if you're Patty Jenkins, what do you do? You find out what's the plans for Superman and Wonder Woman, and how can I tie Diana into it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. So we all, we're, so we're yeah, down about yeah, five, I, six, I, six. I, I think Patty Jenkins held out on. A lot of people are giving this movie hell. I liked it. Uh, I put it this way: if it was something that hold, if that, if it's a movie that'll hold my attention, regardless of what's going on, to me, it's a good film. I'm is one I would own on DVD, and one I will see again once I get HBO Max. And like I said, Randy, you and I totally agree on this because you know, great minds think alike. I really, I throughout this whole movie, I had the vibe. Okay, Patty Jenkins is going to give us something big because you do not do what she did with the first Wonder Woman movie and come halfway and and or else I didn't think this or as a lot of people have complained, come half stepping on the sequel without the and, and and I'm thinking she put I think when this comes out on dVD or we all see it again. I think Olivia's going to have the one-up on us because she's seen it three times. But I'm thinking <laughs> so that... Far. This again, <laughs> so far. So far. I'm going to watch it a but, lot more. But I have a feeling... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, but I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. that Patty Jenkins has, has did little Easter eggs and stuff that we didn't see initially, that when we go back and watch this, we're going to be like, hey, oh, uh, especially now that we've had this discussion. I have a feeling that Patty Jenkins got something for us in this movie, and she's really going to have something for her big finale. Mark my words. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Well and they even released kind of like a list of Patty Jake has left a lot of Easter eggs in this movie, like the, the homage to the Linda Carter actor. Yeah. Um I don't oh, know if anybody knows. Totally
2: yes. Let's, let's, let's talk about Linda Carter here for a moment as the best part yeah. of this movie. Yeah. The man who has been madly in love with Linda Carter since he was about <laughs> five years old. There was yeah, nothing she, I liked more than seeing the post credit
3: scene with Linda Carter. That
0: it. was it. I that watch was, that, like that made the entire movie.
3: And she How many of y'all crazy. said when you saw her yeah. turn around yeah. you knew it was God. Linda?
2: Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and I was like, we, we yes. And, and, and like I said, it's still an absolutely gorgeous woman. Like I said, as a man who has been madly in love with her since about five years old, this was the best part for me yeah. well, and, and there's she two still lives here takeaways
0: reg- from that
1: what's
2: that two
0: big takeaways from that they patty jenkins confirmed that she was the original wonder woman in that canon universe and yeah. oh, to say right. that yes. she's not going to be in the third one that's I my mean, that, i'd
2: like to see her have a bigger role that, in number three for in that. i'd like to see Absolutely. her have a bigger role in number three otherwise it's kind of the the, the post-credit scene kind of doesn't make much sense you know
0: Well, and I would also like to know um, what happened to the armor, because Diana does not have it in Justice League. Did Asteria take it back?
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, Um,
0: Ah.
1: yeah, because that's another thing that you don't find out what happens to it at the end. It's just gone. Mm -hmm. No mention of it. No, you don't see any pieces of it. It's just gone. Um, Or is it, what's the off chance that it went with Minerva? Did she maybe snag it at the to, end of everything? And they both disappeared.
3: Yep. I, so I was about there's, to there's say, because to I be believe ahead. it was left behind with, with her. And I think she's going to use that to try being that she, and, and that goes right back to what we were just talking well, about moments ago, that wish. How
1: great, is, how great of a scene would that be? We see Minerva in the armor, ar- armor, and Wisteria shows up with a sword, and she goes, I believe that's mine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i yeah. totally geek out for that, I'm not going to lie.
1: Um, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I do want to say, too, um, damn it, Patty, I wish you would quit breaking my heart by breaking Diana's. Um, She yeah. did it in the first one when she killed Aries and the war didn't end. And yeah. you see her, you see her innocence just shattering right there. Let's give it up for Gal Gadot. Both times you, you see her innocence shatter when she killed Aries, and the war is still going on. And she realizes it was never Aries, It is you guys. Um, And then in the second one, when she's running away and she's crying, she goes, I renounce my wish. And you're just
3: like, ah, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and especially when, when, if I don't know if y'all remember this part, but when it was Steve who made her see because she was willing to literally lose everything just to have him with her. And he said, you know what you need to do. You 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 have to do this. And when she walked away, and he said, "Because I'm already gone," and and you saw the pain on her face, and she said, "I renounce my." And and I think the only way that she knew that she could get over that pain of losing him again (coughs) was simply say, "I renounce my wish." And you saw her healing; she was restoring her, or she was being restored, and then she started picking up speed. And then that's when you saw her coasting Steve and she remember what Steve told her, how he flew. Then she remembered and started coasting on the current. And I said, yeah, now we got to one. Look out. Yeah.
1: So uh, good movie. I like it. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and give it eight out of 10. There's a couple of plot eight. stories that I was just like, oh, God, you need to fix those because they annoy me. Um but overall, I like it. I want to see it again. I will add it to my collection. Um, as yep. far as I'm concerned, it's a good day when any DC movie is better than Green Lantern. And I said it. Yes. So
0: there you
3: go. <laughs> well, I um, like Green Lantern. I just felt that. It was good oh, that movies. movie is ranked, dude. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> You're not
2: no, he well, is alone. I did not hate that movie at all. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think it should have got as much hate as what it did. It was not as bad as what people make it out to be.
3: Well, the thing of it—the thing that makes makes it a bad movie in a lot of people's eyes—is like, um, you, Randy, myself, and Olivia. For us, it will tell us something we don't already know. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything to bring in Green, bring in new Green Lantern fans. Now, My- Mark Strong, he he is like really kind of like to me the heart and soul of the DC and the, the um, cinematic universe because he has done a great job with Sinestro and with Sivana. I'm dying to see who they're going to get him to do next. Well, the problem with that movie, and that's where I'm going
1: to leave it, is you don't defeat Parallax by yourself. You just you just don't do it. No. Um, all right. No. So th- no. that is all the time that we have for this week. Um, Enos, go ahead and mention our sister Facebook groups, would you please?
3: Yes, indeed. Folks, we have three um, pages part of this, part of the Lost in the Long Box family Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, the realm of superheroes, comics, and pop culture, and gather together the world's greatest superhero team. I run, I'm the head lead admin, and I run these pages along with Randy and Tommy, and I'm trying to get Olivia to join us so I can have her added as well. Come and join us. You won't be disappointed.
1: She's already a busy woman. Um, Remember to go ahead, drop us a line at um at gmail.com because Enos is lonely. Um, um Madman <laughs> has his show, Shot Monkey Radio, every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. here on FXBG Public Radio. Um, Go to facebook.com slash Visit us there. Our our show and tell this week is up there also. Enos put it up there. Um, you guys may remember we did show and tell every week. We changed that format. We don't do it on the air anymore. We just put it on the Facebook page every week. And then, of course, if you're in the Fredericksburg, um, Stafford, Spotsylvania area, visit um, Olivia and crew over at Gateway Comics. And then patreon.com slash fxbg public radio. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.
3: Have a good night, everyone.
1: Good night,
0: everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, Liv.